Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram, the It's Possible Guy. You can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. Today is episode 62, and it's entitled Focus on the Part of the Dream That You Can Control. I know as, as a single person for much of my life, and, and even on a day to day basis at times, I focus so much on those things that I can't control. I have zero control over whether a girl is going to choose to like me. I have zero control over any of that. Like, and I have zero control over what everyone else is going to do in the world. However, the thing I do have control over is how I influence those situations. I can remember so many different times that I literally just sat home on a weekend night because I should have been out you know, I, I felt I should have been out with friends or I should have been out doing something else. And I almost felt like I owed it to myself just to waste away the night, you know, watching some mundane TV show or playing some video game or something of the sort. Instead of really just allowing myself to say, you know what, what do I want to do tonight? What, what can I control? You know, if I don't get invited to a party one night or if I don't get invited to a hangout, then that's okay. I might be able to do so much more at my house anyways. And how many times do we get invited to the party and, or the hangout and be like, oh, this is really lame. I mean, we all do that. I remember a, a particular instance. I was actually at a party and some, one of the guys there felt that the party was kind of lame. And so he went to this other party and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't get invited to that party. Only, only to find out later that the other party really wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how we do that though? Like we, we, we leave so much of what we can't control. We focus on, I have zero control over what anyone does in the world. And I'm learning that. And you have zero control over it as well. well one of the things that we do a lot of times is we focus on our past. We focused on our past and, you know, from different conversations I've had with people over the years, like they're, they're so frustrated about whatever their ex did to them or whatever their, their children or any, anything else that they have zero control over, like zero control whatsoever of what those people do. Like they can't, you can't do anything about what somebody else says or does. You just can't. I mean, if you happen to be a single parent, like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm an uncle, but if you happen to be a single parent, you realize that you're like, I will force my kid to do this thing. And we do the whole bargaining, th bargaining things with them of, okay, so here's the deal. If you don't do this, then you're not going to play video games for the entire week. And then after a while, we start realizing to, you know, not, pro not promise to take so much away because there's a lot of times they're just not going to do it anyways. And that's just, that's just life. Like, why would we think our life is going to be any different? There are things that we just can't control. But how much of our effort and energy do we put on those, those things? I mean, even when it comes to a dream, like, there are so many things that are so far outside of our control. So many things. Like, I can't control... Um, I remember a story that, like, you know, Steve Hardison tells of 
you know, working with a, a line or a football player named Deuce Latui. Originally, he was trying to connect with a different, a different uh, football player, but he contacted the one that he knew, Deuce Latui, and you know the the other guy that he wanted to work with had no had no desire whatsoever to work with him. But Deuce actually did have a desire to work with him, and and Steve Hardison was able to actually help him out quite a bit. And and it's interesting though because. You know, if if Steve would have said in that situation, oh my goodness, like I have to work with this individual, he would have missed the opportunity that was right in front of him. You know, and we do that at times with relationships. I'm not saying we do that all the time. And I think plenty of times there's opportunities right in front of us that we're not really interested in. And I think that's totally okay. But when it comes to our dreams, like we have to stop worrying about what anyone else thinks they can control. I, I wanted to work with a particular uh, Arsenal soccer player. So Arsenal is a team that plays out of England. I've followed them now for quite a few years. And I wanted to work with a few of their guys. And so I actually reached out to one of my mentors that knows, knows a lot of people. And I said, hey, can, you know, I did it in a very fun and playful way. But the gist of it was, hey, you, do you happen to have, you know, like if, if our, at the time, Arsenal was really struggling. And I was like, hey. You know, do you happen to know, you know, any connections to Arsenal? And because uh, when our two teams play, like he, he likes a different team than I do. When our two teams play, it's going to be, a, a, it's gonna be a, not very fun to watch if Arsenal's not even close to good. And so I, I did it in this fun, playful way. And he, and he even responded, he's like, hey, Joseph, I, I actually don't. I don't, have the, I don't have those connections. But then he said something really interesting. He said, but keep going because funny things happen. Well, isn't that interesting? Like we, we worry so much about the things that aren't happening in our lives that we're not noticing all of these miracles and all these really cool things that are moving us towards our dream. So one of the things I, 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 pro, I don't do near enough like, uh, is visualization. And funny enough, like last year I, I did it. And I would say this statement over and over and over, and I'm kind of shifting some of that, but I would, I would say the statement over and over and over of you know, what I really wanted. And I actually found myself, I, my, my parents decided to uh, flip a house. And so I actually ended up in this pretty nice house that we were flipping. <laughs> it, it ended up staying there for months, which was not my, which was not my plan. And I kind of looked at it and I, and I totally missed a lot of that opportunity because I was so focused on, oh, I'm totally here just to sell this house. I'm totally here just to sell this house. And what I missed out on is there was a lot of opportunities there that I just kind of missed. It was like, oh, wow, I'm in this beautiful, beautiful home. I could have a lot of fun here. I could enjoy myself here. But I learned from that experience. You know, there, there's something so powerful about seeing our dreams. And I was listening to a great book by... It's by Mike Dooley. He happens to be on The Secret, but it, I think it's called something like Infinite Possibilities or something like that. And you guys can look it up if you want. But one of the things he said is just take five minutes and visualize. And recently, a religious leader of mine, he came out with this beautiful, beautiful... Uh... So this was a beautiful post that a religious leader of mine named Russell M. Nelson uh, put up. And I'm just going to read the last part. If you guys want to go on to his, his Instagram account, it's just Russell M. Nelson. 
And there's a beautiful post just about like New Year's resolutions. But the last one was what really caught me. He said, third, resolve to be resolute. The Lord loves effort. The Lord loves consistency. The Lord loves steadfastness. While we surely will come up short from time to time, our persistent efforts to hear him and follow the inspiration he gives us will help us to wax strong in the spirit. Like, I think that's really interesting for multiple reasons. But one of those, just coming back before I get scattered on another topic, is be resolute. And so I decided to do certain things every day or nearly every day. Some basically Monday through Saturday, others every single day. And one of those was visualize five minutes. Just totally visualize five minutes of the life that I want to have. And I've put this down as something that I will do every day. Well, I mean, funny enough, I, you know, I was visualizing speaking, basically you know, speaking in front of a group, and all of a sudden an opportunity came up <laughs> to speak in front of a group. And I just find that really funny. Like, I find that really, really funny. But there's something about when we go in the direction we're inspired to go, good things happen. And I got to be honest, guys, sometimes it is scary. Like, there's things of why, what's somebody going to want to listen to me for? Everybody has that. It does not matter who you are. Everybody has that. And what they really are is they're simply intrusive thoughts. They're intrusive thoughts that come into our mind as, I think it was Jack Pransky that talks about that. And one of my friends put up a post about that that was you know super helpful for me. And they're just intrusive thoughts that come into our mind and say, hey, who are you to do that? But every single, every single person, every single thing has had a challenge in their lives. We would not watch any single movie whatsoever if there was not, not a challenge. Everybody has them. And sometimes we look at them and like, oh, this means that I'm not supposed to go this direction. No, it doesn't. I've had those experiences of being stopped in a particular direction. And you'll know. Like, you really know. Like, we don't have to hesitate every four seconds and ask ourselves, oh, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Is this right? I think that's actually one of the ways that, you know, I, the adversary gets to me is just, oh, is this the right path, Joseph? And gets other people around me asking the same question. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the right path. Guys, I'm telling you, you'll know. But if we focus on things that are within your control, I mean, what are the things that you want to be resolute in? I mean, a couple of the other ones that I, you know, one of my dreams, like, is to become a rock star. Well, there's probably a good chance I should at least play the guitar a little bit a day to get that to happen. And so I put that out there. I put that out there. So, okay, th this year, it doesn't matter. I'm spending 21 minutes a day on my guitar. And I did pretty good last year and I, and I was able to do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I've learned nearly three quarters of Sweet Child of Mine. I've taken the past few weeks off for just spending time with family and such and making that a focus. But guys, every one of us can do so much more than we think we can. There's a cool quote that I've shared before, but it basically says, you know, God's waiting to help you, but he can't if you don't dream. He can't if you don't believe. It's by a man named Jeffrey R. Holland. Guys, we got to dream. We got to believe. We, we've got to want what we want. Like, we've got to go after our miracle. I was, the, the lines from the movie Scrooge are coming to me with Bill Murray, which I actually really, really like. 
there's a couple of versions of Christmas Carol that I really like, and that's one of them. But at the end, he comes out. He's like, guys, you could be a part of somebody's miracle. You've got to go out and do the things that you can do. Well, we've got to believe. We don't have to be perfect. And every single one of us, we have little challenges. Sometimes it's not finding a place to record. Sometimes it's, I don't know. I don't know what your challenges are today. You know what my challenge was today? Well, I happen to be back in the Midwest and at my, at my sister's house because I just love being out here with my nieces and nephews. And you know what my challenge was today? My challenge was getting my four-year-old nephew out of the way of the door so that I could go to the library and record today. That was, that was my challenge. And guys, like, this kid is, I mean, all my nieces and nephews are cute. And, and he is super, super, super cute. And, and he just sat there in front of the door and cried. He's like, Joseph, don't go. Joseph, don't go. I don't want you to go to work. Why do you have to go to work? And I'm like, you know, things just happen, guys. Like, things honestly just happen. Now, what if I would have taken that as a sign from God that says, Joseph, this is not the day for you to record. Well, I probably wanted to come in and record it. We, we take so many things for signs that just aren't. Guys, you're going to have challenges. I love spending time with my little nephew. But honestly, I like having the best of both worlds. I love hanging out here, and I also love working. I, I love what I do. I mean, I truly, truly love having conversations with people that are totally able to change their lives. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. So I want the best of both worlds, though. Well, you know, I actually, on the way over, I kind of visualized a little bit of, visualized my nephew being happy that I was going to the library and working and giving me a big hug. <laughs> We'll see if that ever happens. Actually, he's gotten a lot better at letting me go work out. So, like, we've, we've got that part mastered. But as far as going off to work and, you know, we've all got challenges. But at the end of the day, we all have a work to do. We all have a work to do. There's... So, speaking of work, there's, there's a story in, in the, a book called The Book of Mormon in a chapter called Ether 2. And we're... You know, God basically comes and this, this uh, guy and his name, the brother of Jared and his people, they dwelt in tents and dwelt in tents upon the seashore for the space of four years. So basically they were hanging out on the beach. And after four years, the Lord came to the brother of Jared and stood in the cloud and talked with him. For the space of three hours did he talk and chasten him. Basically because they were sitting upon the beach and they didn't remember to call upon the Lord. But there's a beautiful scripture, and this one really, really caught me. Like, I love, love, love this scripture. It said, and the Lord said, go to work and build. I mean, but before this, he had even prom like he promised him, like once the brother Jared started calling on the Lord, he said, you know, I will forgive thee and thy brethren of their sins, but thou shalt not sin anymore. For you shall remember that my spirit will not always strive with man. Wherefore, if you will sin until you are fully ripe, you shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. And these are my thoughts upon the land which I shall give you for inheritance, for it shall be a land choice above all other lands. So basically, before this time, God had already promised the brother Jared this amazing, amazing land, like this choice, amazing land, basically America. 
and that was just going to be amazing. And, you know, the brother Jared still just kind of chilled. He just hung out and chilled. But then, like I said, it goes to this other scripture that says in verse 16, the Lord said, go to work and build. And then there's another part in the scripture that says, and it came to pass that the brother Jared did go to work. Guys, we're here to do a great work. We could spend all our time dreaming and wondering about these things that we want to create. But at the end of the day, we got to go create. We got to go make things happen in the world that we want to see in the world. Not because it will do anything for us, but simply because we're here, we might as well have a lot of fun playing the game. Could you imagine if your life was everything that you dreamed about? Like everything you dreamed about. I, I don't know what it is for you. So, I mean, I'll share, I'll share a few for you with, of mine. You know, one is to become a number one best-selling author. And I've already written the first draft of my book. But if you know anything about editing, um, unless you sit down and do it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and, and it's sometimes not the funnest thing to do. Or at least we, we think it's not. You know, and becoming, like I said, a, a guitar rock star. And like, I mean, all these really cool things that I'd love to see happen in the world. Well, why don't they happen? Because of doubt and disbelief. A quote I love says, it's by Dieter F. Uchtdorf, another religious leader of mine, that says, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. It is astounding the difference between the feeling of the spirit and the feeling of peace and the feeling of doubt. No, please understand, it's, I, that's something that I'm still learning, and I think it's something every one of us is still learning, and we all get confused. But we're reminded of all the things that we don't have control over when we doubt. It's like, is this going to work? Are you sure about this? What if you spend all this time working on this thing, and if it doesn't happen, so what? Who cares? No big deal. What if you put, like, I, I heard once, this isn't my quote, but I heard once that worry is simply a misuse of imagination. Worry is simply focusing on all the things that you can't control. And if you, if you focus on the things that you can't control, the things you control or the things you can't control will begin to control you. It happens, guys. It happens all the time. We worry about so many things that are outside of our control, and we worry about them, we worry about them, we worry about them. And it's almost like worry stacking. We get so lost in that train of thought that it does, it almost becomes like this just mountain of, of whatever. Like this mountain of doubt, this mountain of insecurity, this mountain of, of everything we're scared of. But one thing Sid Banks talks about, the Scottish mystic, he basically says, like, we have to go back and look at our contaminated thought. Because that's all it is, is contaminated thought. Or not necessarily look at it, we just have to realize, oh, that's just contaminated thinking. There's nothing, I mean, I'm not like a chemist or anything, but there's almost nothing I can do if I mix water and motor oil to want to drink that again. I, I, I'll just get a new, a new glass of water. Like, I'll throw it out. The same for us. Like, we get so entrenched in our thinking about everything going on in our lives and everything bad that's happened to us that we want to dissect it and everything else. We don't have to dissect anything. We just have to simply remember 
that much of our pain in our lives is actually lives are actually caused by our memories, but they're not actually happening to us. Even some of the most extreme things that have happened to you in your life, you know, if you have gone through some really tragic events, all that you're remembering is you're remembering the moment and you're remembering the feeling that you had in the moment. That's all that you're remembering. You're not actually like, you're not actually having that experience again, or at least, you know, generally we're not. You know, that's, that's what happens with panic attacks and such. I mean, I never really experienced that until one time I did. Well, now I've realized that as my mentor, Michael Neal says, all that's happening is your thinking is just revving up. Kind of like when I push down on the gas on my car, it revs and I can get it to rev pretty high. But if I take my foot off the gas, the revving goes down. Simply the fact of noticing that your mind is beginning to rev is progress. Like that has helped me so much in my life. So coming back to the exciting part about this, let's talk about dreams. In the book In Quest of the Pearl, which is by Sid Banks, the Scottish mystic, there's a part in here that says, I think Walt Disney was one of the greatest men America has ever known. He taught the world to dream. He taught children from 1 to 100 how to use their imaginations. He brought humanity a lot of love. When his countrymen needed him, he served them well in his own unique way. That's one American I take my hat off to. Without dreams, we really have nothing. And he taught millions the possibility of dreams coming true. Now, after that, this other guy says to him, I'd never heard Jonathan speak quite so wistfully. I ask him, do you really believe in dreams coming true? He looked me straight in the eyes for several seconds before he replied, you should believe in them, Richard. Yours came true, didn't they? Weren't you healed? Didn't you find some peace of mind? Didn't you get a second chance in life? My chest swelled as if it was going to burst as I responded, Yes, it's true. Do you believe in dreams? Do you truly believe that you can have anything in your life that you want? And if not, why? You know, I host a weekly call on on Mondays that anybody can come and be a part of and ask me questions, even receive coaching. And one of those calls, I shared something with somebody that was talking about all the the worry and frustration they were having in their life. And I said, if you had a pile of black bricks and a pile of white bricks, and you, if the black bricks represented all of the negative thinking and worry and everything else that you've had, Like every moment that you spend in that place is another brick on that house or on that building. And every moment you spend actually building and focusing on the things that you want to happen in your life is the white bricks. Which tower would be bigger? And the individual said, though, you know, in in her case, she said the black bricks. Well, I I actually think it's a a lot that way for plenty of us. Like, you know, not, not singling her out by any means. Like, 
There's so much time I have wasted on building out of those black bricks, those negative thinking that getting caught up in my thinking even. And I haven't spent near as much time focused on the white bricks, focused on the solutions, focused on the creation process. What if you focus most of your time? I'm not even say all of it. Let's say, you know, like the 80-20 Pareto principle. What if you spent 80% of your time focused on and actually creating the things that you wanted to create in your life? You know, for example, like with myself, I, I used to think songs were way too hard to play on the guitar. I mean, goodness, Sweet Child of Mine was so far out of my, my zone. So far. No, that's on that shelf for really good guitar players to play. Well, over the past six months or so, I, I've gotten about three quarters of it down. Now, some would say, building up the black bricks, Joseph, you, you have spent six months of your life learning part of one song and you haven't even finished it? Come on, man. You should work harder. You should do more. Now, the other part of that is, oh my goodness, Joseph, you have learned three quarters of a really, really challenging song. Awesome job. We got to cheer for ourselves. And I might do a whole podcast on this next thing that I'm going to say, but my, my little four-year-old nephew will literally start cheering for himself. He'll say, ah, see, ah, see, ah, see, ah, see, ah, see. His name's Austin. And I love it. I think it is the coolest thing in the world. Guys, we got to cheer for ourselves. There is enough forces out there that are trying to rain on your parade. And you don't have to stop them. You just have to continue anyways. Now, there's this wonderful story. It's, it's also in the Book of Mormon. It's in 1 Nephi 8. And I think it is an amazing, amazing parable. It's an amazing story and it's an amazing vision as well. But one of the things I, I see in there as well is all of these people start. They start working and progressing towards this tree. Now, some of them, when they start working and progressing towards this tree, all of a sudden they look and people are pointing at them and laughing at them. Like that movie, they're all going to laugh at you. Like, everybody, like they're all laughing and, and the people are ashamed and they drop the fruit that they're eating. And then there's another group that they go forward and they partake of this fruit of the tree, which represents the love of God. And they, and they partake of this and, and they love it. And they just cherish that experience. Well, and it says they caught hold of this rod of iron. Well, this rod of iron represents the word of God and every single one of us. It doesn't matter which one of my mentors talks. They all talk about something like this. You know, in my, in my religious background, it basically, we, we define it as the spirit. We just, you know, and we define it as, you know, the spirit speaks to me. Um, one of my mentors that's not religious, he defines it as inner wisdom. But bottom line, there is a voice speaking to you. I believe it to be Heavenly Father speaking to us. And he's telling you what to do all the time. And we just have to listen. And so all you have to do is take the next step and the next step and the next step. But what we do is say, oh, I could never finish that song. Well, can you play one note? Could I play, could I play one single note of Sweet Child of Mine? 
well, yeah, I just have to put one of my fingers on the 12th fret of whatever particular string that is, and I can play the first note. Oh my goodness. And then I can play the next, and then I can play the next, and then I can play the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. It is incredible what happens. Like, one of, one, one documentary that I, I, I enjoy, plenty of documentaries, but one I've really enjoyed lately is the Get Back series on the Beatles. I just, I, I want to level with you because I know, you know, certain people uh, don't appreciate swearing on my podcast. Um, there's, there's, there's a decent amount of swearing in, in the Get Back special, but it is just amazing. Like, it is just, it is just incredible. You know what they do? They sit around and play music all day long. And, and they get mad at each other and they get frustrated at each other. And, like, they just do. They get, they're just there. And, and, I mean, at one point, one of the band members just gets up and leaves the band. Kind of like if you guys, if you guys happen to watch, uh, I saw it on SportsCenter this morning, but one of the, the Buccaneers players just up and left during the game and quit, <laughs> like quit during the game yesterday. Well, how many of us do that? How many of us get frustrated and upset and things aren't going our way? And we're like, you know what? I'm going to take my pads off. I'm going to throw my shirt into the stands and I'm done. All of us have done that guys. But guess what? The same way that that player hopefully can you know, come back to the league and get, get all of his stuff straight. Every one of us can too. Every single one of you can still go after what you want to go after. It is, it is always better now than never. I know people say it's always better late than never, but I, I really like it to say it's always better now than never. Because later never happens. Tomorrow never comes. We build up a ton of yesterdays, but tomorrow never comes. In the Bible, it says, taking no thought for the morrow. Taking no thought for the morrow. Stop thinking about tomorrow. I think that's actually a song. Stop thinking about tomorrow. Start thinking about today. Or something along those lines, right? I mean, not that you guys can, <laughs> not that you guys can answer back because this is a podcast. But... I'm almost positive it says something like that. What if you focus so much more on building that building of pure white bricks of awesome things that you're creating in the world instead of the other one that you've been spending your time on? Guys, the conditions in your life are never going to be perfect. Like when I'm here at my sister's house, I feel totally motivated and inspired and excited but I've got really cute little kids running around and wanting me to play with them. And when I play with them, I'm thinking about working. And sometimes when I go work, I'm thinking about playing with them. Like it never ends. If, and if you're thinking like, oh my goodness, I want to spend all this time with my, with my kids or, you know, they're growing up. Awesome. But you can have your cake and eat it too. I really believe that you can have your cake and eat it too. You get to design your life. I've designed my life in such a manner that I can. I can come out and I can visit my sister quite often and visit my nieces and nephews. And I can also go home and work on other stuff. 
But as the flip side of being here is when I'm back home, a lot of times I'm missing them. Like there is such an inspirational joy and excitement. And I was even telling my nephew this earlier. I was like, dude, like I love being here with you, but I got to be able to work. I've got to be able to get my stuff done. So you can have the best of both worlds. When you stop telling yourself that you can't. You can have what you dream to have. And if you don't believe you can have it, come see me on our Monday call. Just go to happyandsingle.com and it has the schedule there. It's a free call. Like every, like, and, and I'm guilty of this too, because like there's another, another uh, community that I help host, which is called heartfeltpresence.org. And for a while, I looked at it just as a place to get, or I'm sorry, just as a place to give. I'd go in, I'd coach, I'd do my thing. But I've learned recently that, wow, I have gotten some amazing, amazing coaching from there. Like life-changing coaching. You know, when your head starts spinning around and you, you're overthinking it at midnight. Wow, I have gotten some amazing coaching there. And I'm so grateful for that. The resources around you are endless. But we spend so much time trying to escape to happiness instead of trying to walk to happiness. The path is there. The roads are there. Your dream life is there. You don't even have to believe. You just have to walk. The visualization is so incredibly powerful. I mean, like I said, I, I, I visualized literally, I think it was last night. I was just sitting there visualizing this, doing, you know, doing speaking and I've done, and I've done some speaking, but you know, it's been mostly virtual just because of, you know, the state of the world, but there is a power in, you know, seeing ourselves where we want to be and where we feel inspired to be. And just going after that with everything that we have of not fearing anymore. Isn't it interesting that and every time an angel appears in the scriptures, they say the words, fear not. That's what they say. Fear not. And there's another scripture that I really enjoy. And if you just look up DNC 636, it says, doubt not, fear not. And look unto Christ in all things, in all thy thoughts. When we're doing that, our life can be amazing. Because we're not so filled up with doubt and fear. We're actually pre we're pressing forward. Now, one other really cool thing about that the uh, the tree of life vision that I was talking about in First Nephi eight before, immediately after they started down their path, all of a sudden a, a great mist of darkness came out. That's how it works. We get a goal, we get excited, and instantly this great mist of darkness just pops up, and it's like, oh no. I must be on the wrong path because otherwise it wouldn't be dark. There wouldn't be hurdles. There wouldn't be anything. There is a reason. After every Disney movie, it says, and they lived happily ever after. Why don't they make a movie about that? Because nobody wants to see it. And you know the funny thing? Nobody wants to live it either. Every one of us, we want to have challenges. We want to grow. Like challenges are the Play-Doh with which we are able to create our world. It's how we grow. It's how we develop. It's how we do everything. When you start dreaming, you're going to see challenges. 
And a lot of times they come from the places that you don't want them to come from. But like a little four-year-old nephew crying in front of the door saying, Joseph, please don't leave me. Please don't go to work. Don't go to work. Stay and play with me. That's what happens, guys. But we have to be resolute. We have to say, you know what? I love that aspect of my life. I absolutely love spending time with my nieces and nephews. And I also love the work that I do. You really can have both. If you think you can't, take some thought. Like visualize it. Like visualize you seeing yourself being really, really happy when you're with your children. And visualize yourself as they go out the door to school or whatever, being super excited about the work that you get to create in the world. Every one of us has a great work to do in this world. Every one of you. I don't care who you are. And you know what? There's a quote that says, you know, stop asking what the world needs. Because what the world needs is people that come alive. You know, sometimes we think something else might be so noble and so incredible to do. But if it's not lighting you up, if you're not feeling that, that joy inside you, it might not be your thing. And it's okay. A lot of times around some of those things that we fear or worry about, like, we just have to understand a lot of times our thinking is just revving up. That's all that's happening. You know, and sometimes we have to tweak our schedules a little bit, but we have to hold firm to what we know. We have to hold firm to what we feel. What are your dreams? What, what do you want to see created in the world? Start visualizing that. We can watch 20 to 22 minutes or whatever the number is of a show without blinking. And oftentimes we can watch two or three because... You know, thanks to all the streaming services, they have that auto feature, which sends you right to the next movie. Well, what if you take a few minutes before that? Like one thing that I've done, because sometimes I, if I end up in, uh, like I enjoy playing video games at times, actually not near as much as I used to, but what happens is oftentimes I'll get trapped in this vortex. Because like, oh no, I have to win. And a lot of the guys I play are way better than me. And so I just decided after every game, you know, which is just to give you an idea, it's probably about 20 minutes or so. I made a rule that said, you know what? After every game, I've got to take at least a five minute break. And I've got to go do something productive. Whether that's reading a book, whether that's pulling out my guitar, whether that's um, singing, I mean, it doesn't really matter what it is. It can't be sitting there looking at Instagram for five minutes. That doesn't work. And you know what? Yes, sometimes I'll still go back and play another game, but that desire is so much lessened. Like, it's amazing. A lot of times we're just caught up. We're just caught up in this vortex, this quicksand, this pit. But if you take the tiny steps, like over on Instagram, we have what's called the It's Possible Challenge over on the It's Possible Guy page. Because if you spend 21 minutes doing something you really love to do, you're going to be amazed how far you get. 
And it's interesting, even the days that I take off, you don't just lose the progress of that day. You lose the progress from the day before too. Even if you just show up and half-heartedly do whatever you're going to do, it's better than not doing it at all. Go boldly in the direction of your dreams. Boldly. There's a quote around that. I'm not remembering what it is, but there's something around there. There, there is a quote called Dare, that if you look up Dare Greatly by some person. <laughs> I know I'm being very articulate. This is, so I actually looked up the quote. This is a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who, who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. If we don't go after our dreams, we won't know victory and we, know, we won't know defeat. We'll live that half-hearted, mediocre life but we won't have even tried. It reminds me of a movie. I I think it was called Take Me Home Tonight that I saw edited on TV. But basically at the end, it says, this character's really frustrated. You know, and his dad is a cop. He pulls him over and he's like, dad, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I messed up. And his dad's like, no, you're not a failure. To be a failure, you actually have to try. You actually have to go out and do something. Guys, plenty of my life, I've been handcuffed. I've been handcuffed by doubt. I've been handcuffed by fear. I've been handcuffed by insecurity. I've been handcuffed by the thoughts of, you know, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I need whatever, like insert whatever there. But it's about the man or woman that dares greatly. Stop doubting yourself. Stop, stop fearing all the things that can happen. Start focusing on the things that could happen that are good. I mean, see all the amazing things happen in your life. And you could try it for just five minutes. Five minutes a day of spending dreaming. Five minutes a day of dreaming. And I've done this now since, you know, the, the first of the year. So I've done this now for like a two days. <laughs> and it's been cool. It's been a cool experience. So. I want to invite you guys to do that. I really want to give you guys permission to go play, go have fun. Like if you want to go learn to play guitar, go buy a crappy guitar. If you want to learn to speak, go book a speaking engagement. Even if it's for three people in your living room, go do it. You'll be amazed at how far you go. I happen to be reading a book by this popular coach that Happened to start much later than I did, but she's found a lot of success and very well known. 
Well, I can use that as inspiration or, no, she succeeded because she was supposed to. (laughs) Guys, every one of you have so much ability, so much potential, so much power. It reminds me of the quote I've already shared, but basically by Jeffrey R. Holland that says, God is actively waiting to answer your prayers. He's actively waiting. But he can't if you don't hope, and he can't if you don't dream, and he can't, in short, if you don't believe. And I believe that believe is the same as faith, but it's an action word. Faith is a word of action, even if that's the tiny step of calling a person, the tiny step of you know, making your first sales call, the tiny step of getting a guitar, the tiny step of even booking a lesson. Whatever it is for you, go and do it. Dare greatly. And then you'll either know victory or defeat. And I just want to add, like, if you truly can't dream about the great life that you can have, contact me. Let's sit down. Let's set up a meeting. Let's set up a time to sit. Like, it, even if you don't think you can afford coaching with people that are seriously interested, I will sit down with. You know, as long as I've got room in my schedule, I will sit down with you. And even if you don't think you can afford it, maybe we can make it work. It's astounding when you go in the direction of your dreams of what really happens. My mentor, that I've been working with now for the past four years in more of a group coaching setting. Well, when I first met him four years ago, I immediately thought that I didn't have the ability to work with him, and so I didn't even try. I, I didn't even try to figure out a way to come up with, and it, was, and it was a very large amount of money to come up with. And I just simply said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that. I, I got to be honest, if I had... I would have gotten what I've got in the past four years in the first year. It makes such a difference when we get a mentor or somebody that truly believes in us and helps us get where we want to be. So if that's something you're looking to do, feel free to reach out and we can make it happen. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, 
Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.